You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Clap, 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 clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. But I would be remiss if we did not start with what has probably been the most overly celebrated kind of signing from the Sixers in a very long time. I mean, there's been trades and such, but man, the 24 hours from when the Utah Jazz signed Paul Reed, I guess it was 48 hours, to when the Utah Jazz signed Paul Reed to offer sheet to when the Sixers matched. A lot of nervous Sixers fans out there, a lot of people saying they have to match it, they're not going to, a lot of like preemptive doom. Daryl Morey does it. He matches the Paul Reed contract. Three years, I believe $24 million. Second, third year only guaranteed uh, if they make it out of the first round, which knock on wood, you would, you would hope is going to happen. So essentially yeah. a three-year deal. Uh, I'll start first with this. I, I think matching the Paul Reed contract was an absolute no-brainer. Um, we talk a lot sometimes about the culture of the Sixers, and maybe that's a weird place to start with Paul Reed. But I do think there is something to keeping the players – you develop your own that come up in your own system and come up within your building. And Paul Reed is that he's a fan favorite. He's become the player he is with the Sixers. He plays an absolutely critical role on the team. I mean, last year in the playoffs, when Embiid's out against the Nets, he steps up, has a really good game, hit some key free throws late. And I think he's a player that's ascending. There might not be many players on this Sixers roster that you can look at and go, their best days are ahead of them. Tyrese Maxley would certainly, would certainly qualify. Joel Embiid, you can make the argument because he always seems to be improving. But outside of that, I mean, I don't know, Melton, if you really want to stretch. Bring yeah, you say of- Melton is probably an example. Yeah, he's still Melton's fairly, one yeah. of them. Um, but Paul Reed, I think, is is certainly ascending. So good player, important role on the team, uh, good guy to have around, it seems. And the contract is not bad, and it's very tradable after this year if they want to, uh, to move on from him. So I thought it was a no-brainer, and uh, I was happy the Sixers did it. Yeah, it was. I'm not gonna get like holier than now and be like, oh, I knew they were matching the whole time. Do it, I do Kyle. think there get was at least there it. there was at least some doubt for a while there. I would say, and there was a really funny tweet from uh, who was it? Anthony Irwin, who's a Lakers writer and podcaster in Vegas, where he was apparently sitting near someone wearing all Sixers gear with a laptop out at summer league. Nice, when the the reporting happened on Paul Reed's offer sheet, and they just slammed their laptop shut and yelled <laughs> "fuck," <laughs> I feel like that was so, a lot of Sixers fans on Saturday. Afternoon. Yeah, so clearly there was a uh, there was something going. They they weren't they were planning for it, but maybe not planning for that exact uh, term sheet, all that. So there was at least some doubt. I think once it was getting pushed pretty deep into Sunday night. There were two schools of thought. It's either 
they're trying to news dump this harder than anything's ever been news yes. dumped. Or they're just fucking with Utah and they just are going to push this as close to midnight as they possibly can. And given that they put out the official release like immediately after the reporting happened, that seems to me like they were kind of just fucking with the jazz. So I agree with you. I think the hard thing now is less about Paul and more about the roster. They have four centers on the roster, which... It's the only position where having a bunch of guys is actually harmful to your team because mm-hmm. you have a bunch of guards. Great. You can play multi-guard lineups. You play a bunch of wings. Great. Multi-wing lineups, which are all the rage. And now they have to figure out if they're going to play Paul Reed and Mo Bamba as you know second bigs in lineups with Joel Embiid or maybe even together in the cases of Bamba and Reed. They got to figure out how hard Montrez is going to wave towels on the bench, I think. <laughs> um, but that being said, I do think you've found a backup center who actually kind of fits everything you would want behind Joel Embiid. He does have some upside. He is currently productive. It's not just like a, oh, he might be good one day. Like I think you saw real progress from him at the end of last season to the point that you think he can be a real guy moving forward. It's not a crazy contract. It's, Mm-mm. you know, 7 million and change a year, which I, I don't think people often think of it this way, but that's a good contract just for trades. Yep. And I, I know that the trade machine already. I know that salary out- aggregation has gotten a lot tougher now for the teams at the high end of the, the tax bracket because of the stupid new, CBA that I can't seem to start talking about or stop talking about, I should say. But that's at least useful for salary matching and trading him later. He basically can't be traded unless he really wants to be traded for the next year. But after that, that's a guy who there are a number of teams who are at seven and a half million or whatever yeah. who'd be happy to to trade for him. So I, I think all around a good move. It's the one that I think has probably the least downside or complicating factors compared to, you know, Beverly's older, Bamba has been hurt throughout his career, and it's kind of hit or miss on a given night. I think Paul Reed, by comparison, is just kind of a, yeah, he's pretty good. He's getting better, and you can, if you don't like having him and his deal next season, he's easily movable. I think there's pretty minimal downside to this ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own look to your left look to your right it's official no one's got a ride like this there's nothing else that sounds like feels like or looks like the set of wheels in your garage With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So the four center thing is interesting to me. And I agree. Like of your 15-man roster, whatever it is, 
look, I I hate centers. Like it's my least favorite position. <laughs> so so you're never you're never gonna. Why you were me. always trying to trade Joel for anything? Exactly. That's not yeah, nailed down. Yeah, I hate Jokic. Trust me, I'm not a center man. But I think that for the Sixers specifically, we have to look at this, in my opinion, a little bit differently. So the four centers on the roster. First of all, we know Joel A is going to probably miss. 20 plus games if you know around that number and frankly i would be interested to see this year how the sixers manage him with the playoffs more in mind you do wonder with this paul reed contract well guess you don't really wonder you know that with this he is going to be playing major minutes like he might be if not the first guy off the bench you know one of the first two guys off the bench they don't match this deal if they don't have a serious role for him or serious interest in having him be a big part of the team so when i look at the four centers i go okay you have joel but then you need a top backup for him. So that's your second center. And then on nights where Joel's not playing, you have to have a backup center as well. Cause frankly, it's going to be a fair amount of games in the regular season. And let's be honest, like Joel misses playoff time. So I do think the Sixers are uniquely set up where it's okay to have three like quality centers on your roster. The Montrez Harold thing would the Sixers prefer or choose to have him on their roster. No, I, I don't think they want him on the roster. I think he was going to be there no matter what. I know he opts out and they sign and they re-sign him, but I am in the conspiracy theory corner of he was always going to be here and this was like cat purposes and that's why that happened. So I don't view it as the Sixers saying we value like the center position enough to have four. I think they really value the top three. And to your point, Montrez Harrell will really only play if the Sixers are up 20 or down 20 with like eight minutes to play. I, I, I don't think they view their roster building from a perspective of Montrez Harrell being part of it. So I think from, from that perspective, bringing Paul Reed back, he's going to play a critical role in the team. You talk to Mo Bamba, maybe that's a good time to get into this, but I, I like the idea of the two big lineups, uh, whether it's, you know, Mo Bamba and Paul Reed, or whether it's Joel Embiid with Mo Bamba that can stretch the floor uh, with shooting Paul Reed shooting jumpers and, in, in, uh in practice videos. I don't know. You know, we've been down that road with Ben Simmons, but but he at least looks like he's trying to extend his game. Um, so I'm okay with the four centers. I wouldn't want Montrez, but they don't either. So I'm happy they're not viewing him as a legit option and still building their roster on like how it needs to be built with having three legit centers. Yeah, to be clear, I think if Paul Reed was given the green light, he would certainly shoot more threes. Yeah. <laughs> that, him that's and Turk more Smith of, are always down to shoot, are the vibes. Yeah, I think because he – look, and I'll say this. I, I think his mechanics are – pretty ugly but he works a lot on his jumper like if you see him after practices in the gym he's almost always with development coaches assistants on well it was on doc rivers staff so we'll see who he works with with this new configuration but i think he's done a ton of work on his shot and so you know maybe we'll see it at some point but you know to your point mo bamba when we spoke to him on monday which is the first time him and Patrick Beverly met with Philadelphia media. He gave a lot of credence to the idea of potentially playing two big lineups. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, with Bamba specifically, he has actually turned into a stretch five, like has a couple of seasons now where he's shot 38, 39% yeah. from three. Now, yeah. Now those, it's tough to read too far into that just because if he's going to operate from, I'd say he'd shoot out of the trail spot a lot. And that makes spacing kind of tricky if Joel is operating at the elbows. If you get Joel further down, closer to the basket, I don't think it's as big a deal. 
But I, I do think Bamba at least is coming in thinking, you know, I'll do whatever I need to do to get on the floor and get some playing time. And he even pointed out yesterday that Nick Nurse, including against the Sixers in the playoffs, has played a lot of double big lineups. Like yeah. When they won the title, one of the things that happened was, you know, they come, both teams come into that series, they play their normal lineups. The Sixers then switched their matchups so that Tobias Harris is guarding Marcus Gasol and Embiid was guarding Siakam. And that really screwed the Raptors up for a couple of games. And then they decided to play two bigs and they're playing Marcus Gasol and Serge Ibaka at the same time. Now, the important thing there is that both Gasol and Ibaka are guys who can step out and hit jump shots. Yeah. And I'm not sure, at least in Reed's case, that's not going to be the case. Maybe you could argue Embiid and Bamba, but then I have more concerns on defense and how Bamba moves in space and things like that. But yeah, I think because of how many centers they have and because those are two of the only moves that they've made during this offseason, I think you at least have to entertain the idea. And I think the good thing about hiring someone like Nick Nurse, even if we find out that, yeah, this is not tenable and they can't play those lineups, I imagine we're going to see it and they're at least going to give it, you know, the old college try at some point. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's one of the more exciting parts about the Nick nurse hire too, is just seeing different variations of lineups. I mean, we started this pod, you know, excuse me, <coughs> sorry. We started this pod halfway through last season. So we didn't see the early iteration of Montrezl Harrell, but doc was not really willing to try a bunch of different lineups. And I do think you will see more of that from Nick nurse, especially with these three centers. Yeah, so man, he's got a coughing fit going on. Yeah, I know. I tried to throw it to you so uh, so, uh, I could get a cough out.